hello hello welcome back or welcome to this podcast if you are new thank you for listening um unfortunately i am not accompanied by encha the podcast co-host because she is out today but you'll enjoy me and my lovely voice in talking about mental health and especially this month is pride month which i'm very happy about i'm very very prideful of my identity so we'll be talking a little bit about my identity and some other identities within the lgbtq community and Then we'll be talking about the struggles that LGBTQ community faces and how mental health is intertwined with that. And then lastly, we'll be talking about strategies to cope with discrimination and oppression from strangers and or people you're close with. I know especially discrimination from people you're close with can take a toll on your mental health. I have definitely experienced that, but... I think that by giving these sort of strategies, it might help you if you are a part of the LGBT community. And if you're not, well, thank you for listening and being willing to hear our experiences and learn more about the LGBT community. So, this is Forever Blooming. We'll get right into this disclaimer here. I just want to say that all the research that's used in this episode is based on United States statistics. Unfortunately, it's very hard to find global statistics because it's very hard to test on that level, so we will be centered around the United States. That being said, the statistics—I <laughs> always have trouble with that word—the statistics for your country, city, or state will probably be even more or even less than the statistics in this podcast. So yes, we will be focusing mainly on the United States. So we can start a little bit about my identity because I do place myself within the LGBT community. I want to say first off that I am non-binary. I go by they, them pronouns. Um, What that basically means, you refer to me in as they or them in any of the sentence so you can say hey jordan you're really great or that was not a good example (laughs) you can say oh yeah i know jordan they're very great or jordan is such a them why am i so bad at examples okay basically you replace the she or her or him or he in the sentences and replace that with they but i do want to say that i have no problem with the he him pronouns being used to refer to me but i do strongly like the they them pronouns instead so as far as my sexuality i do want to say that i have no preference for gender romantically um this could be described as panromantic. I am panromantic asexual, which is basically, again, I have no preference for gender, but I also don't really like the thought of having sexual relations with somebody. So basically the lack of sexual attraction. And of course that I do want to say that my identity does not define me. I have so much more to me. So if you heard the word non-binary or heard um, asexual and thought that was a myth, or if you have some sort of qualms with that, well, I'm sorry, that's just me. (laughs) And again, that does not define me. I'm a person of my own. So I do want to say that I have had mental health struggles stemming from my identity. Unfortunately, 
it took me years and years and years to work through the non identifying as non-binary um, it took me a lot of time to accept myself especially when I was internalizing stuff that I saw on social media most of the things that I saw see on social media is basically very very negative in regards to being non-binary people think that we're just trying to make stuff up and often we're compared to people who identify as dogs in quotation marks or airplanes if you have if you've ever had that heard that joke if you ever heard that joke where hey i identify as a helicopter please let them know First of all, that is such an unfunny joke. And second of all, please let them know that is very discriminatory towards the non-binary groups. Of course, it's not particularly harmful, but it is making fun of our identity because while we do, we are aware that man and woman exist, we just simply exist outside of that. And it's not like this is a made-up thing. Non-binary identities have been recorded for million. Well, I was gonna say millions. I'm I'm gonna say maybe BC because you've had Native Americans uh, identities. I think it was called uh, Three Spirit or Third Spirit. I don't know, but needless to say, there has been many many identities in the past in our history that. Um, have been defined as non-binary so do your research if you think that this is just some trend that is now starting um, as far as my sexuality and romantic attraction I think that this has been um, this hasn't been really something I had a problem with it's mainly been me trying to accept my non-binary identity I grew up with a lesbian mom so it was hard for me to really see what's wrong with being attracted to the same gender or being attracted to multiple genders uh, mainly struggling with my gender identity and it made it made me feel isolated it also made me feel like I was weird or different or that I wasn't um, valid in that sense it made me feel that I wish I could be a woman at those circumstances which makes me cringe saying out loud, but unfortunately, I did put myself down a lot and thought I was weird and basically discriminated against myself, which is not good, it's not healthy, but it's also thing another thing that the LGBTQ community struggles with, basically discriminating against yourself or not accepting your identity. It's such an unfortunate feeling, it's such a hatred toward yourself that I wish nobody had to experience, but hey, so many people experience it within the LGBT community. But um, being able to realize that you are unjustly discrimi discriminating yourself for who you are is a big, big, big step. Um, everyone should know that their identity is valid and that you're born with it, you can't change it and you should continue to embrace it and try to be you and know that it does not define you as a person you're probably a lovely person outside of your identity so i really just wanted to talk a bit more about the lgbtq community as a whole and breaking down identities that 
you may not be aware of. So just to get started, LGBTQ plus is the full acronym that people usually use. But well, I guess it wouldn't be full because the full acronym is LGBTQIA, which means lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and asexual. And these identities are basically, I wouldn't say that's the only identities we have in the LGBT community. There is a lot of micro labels outside of the acronym that you can see, and I will talk a bit more about that. But basically, LGBTQIA is the full acronym, but you can add a plus, of course. So, as we all know, lesbian, girl attracted to a girl, gay, boy attracted to a boy, bisexual is liking two or more genders, romantically and sexually, and transgender is when you don't identify with your natural born sex. And I want to preface that sex and gender are two different things. Sex is how you are born, which is basically the binary of male and female. And I want to just say that is so ironic that that's the binary and then you have non-binary. Yeah. So (laughs) your sex is whether you are male or female and your gender is how you identify. Basically, I, my sex is female, but I don't identify as female, so my gender is non-binary, which I have said a million times in this episode, take a drink for a drink of water. I am a minor. <laughs> take a drink for every time that I've said um, non-binary in this episode. <laughs> but yes, that is what transgender is. You can have a female to male, male to female female to non-binary, male to non-binary, etc. So then we have queer, the Q, that's basically anybody who does not conform to heteronormative labels, basically somebody who, I guess, is it's a very umbrella term, and it's someone who just doesn't want to label themselves. I may be entirely wrong about that. I just know that it's an umbrella term for people who don't conform to heteronormative identities or labels. So then we have intersex, which I really just want to give a shout out and give some love to the intersex community. Being intersex is not talked about, unfortunately. Being intersex is a very, very valid thing that people often have discriminated against by using terms like hermaphrodite. I apologize for saying that because I hate saying that word. That is a very discriminatory term. Please do never call never call somebody that word. <laughs> um, the intersex basically is someone who has both female and male characteristics from birth. So I guess I did make an incorrect statement earlier when I said male and female. You do have male, female, and intersex as the sex. So again, it's someone who is born with male and female characteristics, whether that be um, just your private parts, your secondary characteristics, etc. I don't want to get any misinformation out there, so you can research a bit more about that, but it is perfectly normal. 
and shout out to all my intersex people. <laughs> um, then we have asexual. I did, I did cover this in my identity section, but again, asexual is the lack of sexual attraction to somebody, which again, very valid. Um, and I want to also say that if somebody does have a lack of sexual attraction, that doesn't mean that does not mean that they're not human. It's just it is what it is. Some people have sexual attraction, some don't, and that's okay. And you should never discriminate against somebody just because they're not having sex. And I know that a lot of this, um, a lot of trends in society are based on sexual attraction, and it can be very isolating at times, but I just want to say that it is a valid identity. So then... I am finished talking about LGBTQIA and defining it, but again, there are micro-labels that you guys should research into if you want to. Um, like, the non-binary identity is a very umbrella term. There are other genders under the non-binary spectrum, which you guys should learn more about. So I do want to say again that there are some stigmatized identities. I did talk about this a bit about my identity, non-binary and asexual and pan-romantic. Of course, um, again, that just means the romantic attraction to all genders, but those are some very stigmatized identities um, along with the transgender community, the bisexual community, the pansexual community, and the aromantic community. If you don't know what aromantic means, it basically means the lack of romantic attraction, so basically the opposite of asexual. And again, I've already <laughs> covered all the other identities, but those communities are very stigmatized, and those are probably the communities that get the most hate, unfortunately. Um, the bisexual and transgender communities, especially younger members of the LGBT community, have very high rates of mental health concerns. So since society has stigmatized their identities so much, it has caused the mental health concerns of those communities to be so high and it's so unfortunate because again, you can't really control what you're born as. That is just who you are and you should never be discriminated over something you can't control or something you, you're born with. So please just be aware of what you're talking about and be educated about the LGBT community before you you start talking about it. So I do want to say that their pronouns are very important. I do go by they, them, and I can confirm that as a person who is non-binary and has been uh, labeled as she, her my whole life, it is very, very, very unfortunate when you have to hear yourself being called by something you don't identify as and I have family and friends who are affirming of my identity and call me they them and it is really the best feeling in the entire world because you being affirmed by your family members by using those pronouns can be very self-gratifying especially if you're someone like me who had a long long time pondering on my identity and putting myself down for it it can be very affirming and make someone feel very good just simply by using their pronouns. And of course, I think you can 
define not using someone's correct pronouns as being very disrespectful. Of course, you can have slip-ups, which is absolutely okay. It can be a while if you're adjusting to someone's new pronouns, but it is very disrespectful disrespectful if you blatantly go out of your way to call someone the incorrect pronouns and it can make people feel very awful and it can make people have trigger warning suicidal feelings or have um, thoughts of self-harm or other things because they're being recognized as something they're not and and it sucks because you're already feeling self-conscious about your body or your your looks or how you're being perceived on the outside and that's running through your head all day and just to hear somebody call you the incorrect pronoun to kind of makes everything 10 times worse so it's really important to use the correct pronouns just to make everybody feel comfortable and safe and of course i really want to say that pride month is especially my favorite month well i can't even say that i'm gonna say black history month is my favorite month but i'm very biased but pride month is definitely my second favorite because it definitely gives everyone the time to recognize how crucial lgbtq awareness is and it also gives a space for people to spread awareness of course i want to say that spreading awareness about the lgbt community should be a year-long thing it shouldn't be confined to a month yes i see you companies out there with your performative activism and just overlay overlaying rainbows on your freaking logos yes we see you and i'm gonna need you to fix your act <laughs> because who gave you the right no but um uh it really does allow a platform to people for people to spread awareness and um that's why i really really love pride month but again i just want to say that lgbtq people face so much stigma and discrimination and denial of simple civil and human rights that in order to have this month it's kind of it kind of shows how long how far we've gone as a society it's shown how much positive impact that we've made over the years and as far as destigmatizing the uh, LGBTQ identities if that makes sense um, so I do want to give some facts out of why it's so crucial to spread this awareness because I don't think people know to the extent of how LGBT how many LGBTQ members are being discriminated against 57% of the LGBT community has been non-sexually harassed and along with that 51% have been sexually harassed or experienced a violent scenario because of their gender identity. And can we say that is such a large number? Can we just talk about that? 57% and 51%? That is so, so sad. Especially when I hear that 51% have been sexually harassed. That is not okay. Especially when you're being violent against somebody just because of what they're born as. And it just hurts my heart so, so much. Nobody should be able to do that to somebody. Nobody should go through that. And I also just want to speak on 
the 67% of hate crimes, homicides in 2013 that were committed against transgender women of color. And as a black person, that especially hurts my heart. I know that that's 2013 and we're in 2021, but that was not long ago. That was not long ago at all. 67% is such a large number that trans women do not deserve. They deserve the world. They were actually the start of spreading LGBTQ awareness. Um, little history lesson. Uh, if you don't know about the Stonewall riots and Marsha P. Johnson, please research that event and that um, woman because she is absolutely iconic and she started, she sort of pushed for the LGBTQ community's rights and awareness in general. Um, and I just have so much admiration about that, but it is so unfortunate that 60% of hate crime homicides was against them. And then you have the 59% of LGBTQ community um, had fewer job opportunities and 50% believed they were paid less, which is awful, of course. And then you have the 54% of LGBT interview individuals who had to hide their relationships and alter their work or personal lives just to be happy, just to be safe and happy. You had to completely hide your relationships, hide who you are, and you were even still discriminated against with those fewer job opportunities and being paid less just because of who you are. That is so awful. It's so awful. I can't. I, I, I don't even have any additional things to that because all I can say is that nobody should be treated that way. And again, it just proves how much work that we have to do in order to continue to spread awareness and continue to lift the LGBT community up because they're still being faced with, I don't know why I say there as if I'm not a part of it, but we are still being faced with discrimination after so, so long. We've always existed. We've always existed and we've been forced down and suppressed for so long. And this journey to positivity and equality and just being treated as equal despite our identity and realizing that we are people too with the real human emotions we are not defined by our identity that should be something that everyone everyone straight or lgbtq should realize that we are human that's that's all that's why it's so important to spread awareness and that could simply be through um, correcting and educating your family and friends or posting on social media, although posting on social media doesn't do a lot, but hey, um, you can even go to marches or um, any type of activa activism that can help the community grow and, well, I guess I shouldn't say grow, but help the community out basically. So I do want to continue and talk about 
other struggles that LGBT community faces and how mental health plays a role in that because of course if you're isolated from society you're going to have some sort of mental health struggle especially when you have internal mental health struggles because of your identity like I talked about with my personal experience so discriminatory behaviors especially from your family your peers from adult figures and even within the LGBT community can damage your mental health especially from family the people you're closest to or should be closest to I know every family isn't stable but the people who are supposed to love you and who are supposed to be close with you and who are supposed to I don't know be family and (laughs) take care of you and make sure you're all right receiving that sort of negative feedback or opinion or discriminatory behaviors from your family can definitely be damaging for your whole life actually it can make you feel so disgusted with yourself because if your family doesn't agree then what are people outside of your family going to say that that is so disgusting to me i I hate that. Why would you ever disown your family member just because of who they are attracted to or how they identify? That is can lead to so much trauma and again, trigger warning, suicide and self-harm and just hating yourself. So just watch the things you say to your family members and be willing to learn and be willing to love them regardless. And again, from your peers, I can definitely say that as a teenager, your peers' opinions and thought process and society's view on you as a teenager, I guess I should say, is definitely important. Um, I know that it can affect you in adulthood, but by then you fully figured yourself out. But as a teenager, when you haven't truly figured yourself out um, completely, Of course, you have an idea of who you are, but you haven't experienced a lot in life because you're only in your teen years. You have so much life left to live. But I know that people's opinions can be very important, especially if you're a people pleaser. So hearing those sort of negative comments comments can really make you think less of yourself. Um, And especially comes coming from adult figures like teachers especially I had a teacher who was such uh I I was gonna insult him but that's not okay but I just know that he was very very um opinionated most of the time very discriminatory opinions he used to rant about the transgender community and how it was wrong to be LGBTQ um plus And it just made me feel so isolated and like I wasn't supposed to be there. And having those sort of views put on you by an adult and knowing that whatever an adult says should be true, which is obviously a lie, but I mean, that's what we grew up thinking. Um, It can really make you feel like what you're doing is wrong. Of course, that also goes for family members like your parents or your grandparents or things like that um and it would definitely have less of an effect from your as your family 
as it would if you were to leave that negative feedback from your family. But I'm getting totally wrapped up in my words and I don't know what I'm saying. But <laughs> I could definitely say that from adult figures, it's absolutely awful. But there is a lot of discriminatory behaviors within the LGBT community itself as well, which is so mind-blowing, so crazy to me. Why are we fighting against each other when we're both in the same struggle? So, for example, the bisexual community and pansexual community have had a lot of discourse because while the terms are very similar, with the bisexual being uh, being attracted to two or more genders and pansexuality being attracted to all genders without any preference, they are very similar labels, I admit. But at the same time, the distinction is important because it's just what people are comfortable with. I know that if I called myself bisexual or biromantic more um, specifically, I can say that I would be uncomfortable and I just prefer panromantic. It's not a huge difference and if somebody did call me by, I wouldn't have a huge problem with it, but I still would feel uncomfortable. But I know that the bisexual community have been very discriminatory against pansexual people and you can even do that vice versa with pansexual people discriminatory towards bisexual people and it's just an awful thing to witness because those are just simply labels it does not mean you're any less it does not mean you're any more than other lgbtq members um and even just i know that lesbians have their thing with bisexual people but just petty drama <laughs> you should not be discriminatory discriminatory towards someone within the same community as you. We're both going through the same struggles. We're both being stigmatized by the public. We're both just trying to be happy. That's all. So being isolated in that way can definitely, definitely, definitely be damaging when you're just trying to find similar people with similar struggles like you. And I know that the LGBT community has higher rates of mental health struggles 100% and you can 100% blame this on society stigma or even struggling to accept yourself because of that stigma or just simply for transgender and non-binary people being in a body that you don't personally um, identify with can definitely be damaging overall there is higher mental health struggles within the LGBT community, over 39% of LGBT individuals have reported mental health illness, which you can say, oh, 39%, I guess that's not that much. But if you break it down, that's 5.8 million people. 5.8 million. Wow. That is so unfortunate. And I really feel for everybody that is experiencing mental health struggles and experiencing that uh, sort of emotional trauma, I guess, um, related to stigma and related to not accepting yourself. LGBT teens in particular are six times more prone to experience symptoms of depression, twice more likely to feel trigger warning, 
suicidal and four times more likely to commit suicide. And that was very hard for me to say, but it's definitely important to be aware of that. Teens themselves are in a very vulnerable place trying to figure themselves out, but then you add identity to the mix and society stigma to the mix, and that can definitely, definitely hit you ten times hard. Um, I know that I myself have experienced depression, anxiety, suicidal ideology and attempts to do so and I know what it's like to be in that awful awful place and I know especially as an LGBTQ teen or just a teen in general that feeling like you have no future when you have your whole life to live can be so damaging and I think it's really just important to emphasize that you are not alone even as much as everybody says that, you are not alone. You have me listening <laughs> to this podcast. Um, but you also just have friends or family, even if you don't want to open up completely. Please just talk to people when you're feeling down, even if that's not about your issue, but it can help you feel better. Um, but And just reach out for help, that's all. Even if that's uh, professional help as well. My therapist, lifesaver. I love her. <laughs> um, lastly, we're going to talk about some strategies to cope with discrimination or oppression. So I really just want to emphasize, I have talked so much about not accepting who you are and not accepting your identity. So I think taking active steps to embrace yourself for who you are is definitely crucial. It's a crucial part of being in this community and surviving in this world, embracing yourself despite any sort of ignorance that family members, uh, strangers may give you. Um, it's definitely important. I know that it's, it can be very hard, but it's all about the journey. You have to remind yourself constantly that you are valid. You are you were born with this and that's okay. You should try to embrace yourself because you're never going to change. That's just the fact of it all. Embrace who you are. And of course again, it's it's harder said or how does that phrase go? Easier said than done? Yeah, easier said than done. But reminding yourself of that constantly can really help knowing your worth especially can really help and hating yourself should not be a result of discrimination because people out there are always going to be uneducated people out there are always going to want to spread hate just because of the hate that they have inside themselves and just spread hate in general just to be a poopy head. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so wrongly phrased. But um, there's always going to be bad people out there. So knowing your worth and embracing your identity is very essential throughout this time of life. And I also just want to say coming out is definitely not necessary. It's not an obligation. You do not have to come out unless you're 100% safe, 100% comfortable, and 100% f 
figured out with your identity and yeah and I just want to emphasize that you have to make sure you are safe you can't come out to the wrong people because I can cause a lot of emotional trauma if you do decide to come out you have to make sure it's a good time especially not in the middle of an argument because that can make your coming out seem negative as a whole you also have to be prepared for people not to approve of your identity which is so unfortunate that we have to prepare for that but it can be essential when you're thinking about coming out and you also have to try to um, ignore that when they try to convince you that you're in the wrong. Ignore their comments comments as much as it is hard to. Um, you have to learn to ignore it if they do give you a neg negative opinion, a negative feedback, or say discriminatory terms. Um, you also just have to be patient with yourself and with other people. Um, I know that when I came out, there was a lot, a lot of confusion because, you know, people don't talk about non-binary identities on um, a daily basis. So when they said offensive things, which they didn't mean to, of course, it just stemmed from being uneducated about the topic. It did hurt, but you have to be patient and you have to be ready to educate your friends or your family about the LGBT community. And I would love to say that it's not really your job to educate anybody about the LGBT community because they should be willing to learn and do their own research. But in certain circumstances, um, you do have to educate them in order to spread awareness. But again, it's your choice. You, you shouldn't be obligated to educate anybody. Um, and then I do want to say that finding your own coping strategies can be very, very beneficial. I know that when I'm feeling upset or feel um, about my identity, it can really help to just write something down like a poem talking about my identity and try to empower myself. So finding your own coping strategies can help you through sad times and try to even distract you from certain thoughts or maybe you can work through it by journaling i don't like journaling if you listen to the first episode i don't like it but it may work for you work for you so that's all that matters <laughs> and i also just want to say that it is so okay to distance yourself from toxic relationships nobody's gonna judge you because that's probably what's best for you if you believe that you will not tolerate somebody's discrimination or um, any sort of toxic behaviors please feel free to distance yourself and try to work on yourself and focus on your mental health because being in those sorts of situations can be very damaging and it's so understandable to not want to communicate communicate with that person anymore one another thing that i did find very 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 helpful this is like my number one tip right here um lgbt communities can be such a very beneficial thing for your mental health 
Um, I know that Instagram has a lot of pride accounts, LGBTQ accounts, and I've found a lot of friends through those accounts, online friends specifically, and of course be careful, don't share private information, etc. when it comes to online friends, but having somebody to talk to who is a part of that community and can relate to you and relate to your struggles can be so beneficial. They can even affirm your identity and let you know that you're valid constantly when you're feeling upset about it. And surrounding yourself with that sort of positivity is very, very uplifting. So I definitely recommend LGBT communities online. And I also just want to promote help. Lastly, I do want to say if you are in dire need of help, please reach out to LGBTQ helplines and organizations such as the Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline, the GLBT, National Youth Talk Line, GLSEN, True Colors United, and the Pride Institute. I do want to say that GLSEN is spelled G-L-S-E-N. Please reach out to those helplines and organizations. I think the Trevor Project especially is something special to me. I love the Trevor Project. Trevor Project, whenever I am feeling upset in regards to LGBTQ matters, I definitely always reach out to the Trevor Project because I just love their mission and message, and often the people I talk to are really sweet, and I just love receiving that sort of help without any sort of bias, opinion that a family member or friend will provide. Um, because it's you, but reaching out to someone you don't know and doesn't have a biased opinion against you or for you can really help. So also donate to them if you can, if you have the money, because I definitely think their organization should be more talked about. I love the Trevor Project. <laughs> um, and I do want to give these few little facts here, or well, one fact, LGBTQ people use mental health services 2.5 times more than straight people which is both sad and both kind of good because i mean you're trying to work on yourself and that's amazing we love to see it um but yes do talk or text those hotlines if you want support outside of your family and friends i definitely recommend and with that, we are going to close out the episode. It has been so fun. I have been your host, Jordan, and hopefully in the ne next episode, you will hear Insha, our co-host. Um, please check our website out, which is bloompod.wixsite.com slash podcast. You can find all sorts of things there, like careers, our blog. We actually just released a blog post on last Sunday by the time this episode is out and also this Sunday hey those two blog posts you can go and read right now um, then you can also check us out on Instagram Twitter and Facebook all at forever bloom pod and you can also check us out on TikTok which is forever blooming podcast the research and transcript for this episode is on the forever blooming website in the extra section in the extra section as well as our podcast guest form if you want to be on the episode i would love to interview you guys um you can also email 
email us at foreverbloomingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to talk or if you want to discuss any business matters you might have. And be sure to check out our link tree in the description and make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you enjoyed this episode and are listening on YouTube, you can find this on Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube and other podcasting platforms. And I just want to say, have a great day, afternoon, or night, whenever you're listening to this. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.